0: section 17 of the fourth dimension by charles howard hinton this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by peter yearsley chapter 10 a four-dimensional figure part 1 the method used in the preceding chapter to illustrate the problem of kant's critique gives a singularly easy and direct mode of constructing a series of important figures in any number of dimensions we have seen that to represent our space a plane being must give up one of his axes and similarly to represent the higher shapes we must give up one amongst our three axes but there is another kind of giving up which reduces the construction of higher shapes to a matter of the utmost simplicity ordinarily we have on a straight line any number of positions the wealth of space in position is illimitable while there are only three dimensions. I propose to give up this wealth of positions, and to consider the figures obtained by taking just as many positions as dimensions. In this way I consider dimensions and positions as two kinds, and, applying the simple rule of selecting every one of one kind with every other of every other kind, get a series of figures which are noteworthy because they exactly fill space of any number of dimensions as the hexagon fills a plane by equal repetitions of themselves the rule will be made more evident by a simple application let us consider one dimension and one position i will call the axis i and the position o reader's note this is illustrated by an unnumbered figure consisting of a horizontal line whose right end is marked I, and the letter O lies below it about a quarter of the way from the left-hand end. End reader's note. Here, the figure is the position O on the line I. Take now two dimensions and two positions on each. We have the two positions O1 on I and the two positions O1 on J figure sixty three these give rise to a certain complexity i will let the two lines i and j meet in the position i call o on each and i will consider i as a direction starting equally from every position on j and j as starting equally from every position on i we thus obtain the following figure a is both oi and oj B is 1I and OJ and so on, as shown in figure 63B. The positions on AC are all OI positions. They are, if we like to consider it in that way, points at no distance in the I direction from the line AC. We can call the line AC the OI line. Similarly. The points on ab are those no distance from ab in the j direction and we can call them oj points and the line ab the oj line again the line cd can be called the one j line because the points on it are at a distance one in the j direction we have then four positions or points named as shown and considering directions and positions as kinds, we have the combination of two kinds with two kinds. Now, selecting every one of one kind with every other of every other kind will mean that we take one of the kind I, and with it O of the kind J, and then that we take O of the kind I, and with it, one of the kind J. Thus, we get a pair of positions lying in the straight line BC, figure 64. We can call this pair 10 and zero one if we adopt the plan of mentally adding an I to the first and a J to the second of the symbols written thus. Zero one is a short expression for 0I1J. Coming now to our space, we have three dimensions, so we take three positions on each. These positions I will suppose to be at equal distances along each axis. The three axes and the three positions on each are shown in the accompanying diagrams, figure 65, of which the first represents a cube with the front faces visible, the second the rear faces of the same cube. The positions I will call zero, one, two. the axes I, J, K. I take the base ABC as the starting place from which to determine distances in the k-direction, and hence every point in the base ABC will be an OK position, and the base ABC can be called an OK plane. In the same way, measuring the distances from the face ADC, we see that every position in the face ADC is an OI position, and the whole plane of the face may be called an oi plane thus we see that with the introduction of a new dimension the signification of a compound symbol such as oi alters in the plane it meant the line ac in space it means the whole plane acd now it is evident that we have 27 positions each of them named if the reader will follow this nomenclature in respect of the positions marked in the figures, he will have no difficulty in assigning names to each one of the 27 positions. A is OI, OJ, OK. It is at the distance 0 along I, 0 along J, 0 along K, and IO can be written, in short, 000, where the IJK symbols are omitted. The point immediately above is 001, for it is no distance in the I direction and a distance of 1 in the K direction. Again, looking at B, it is at a distance of 2 from A, or from the plane ADC, in the I direction, 0 in the J direction from the plane ABD, and 0 in the K direction, measured from the plane ABC. Hence it is 200, written for 2I 0J zero k now out of these 27 things or compounds of position and dimension select those which are given by the rule every one of one kind with every other of every other kind take two of the i kind with this we must have a one of the j kind and then by the rule we can only have a zero of the k kind for if we had any other of the k kind we should repeat one of the kinds we already had in two i one j one k for instance one is repeated proceeding in this way we pick out the following cluster of points figure sixty seven they are joined by lines dotted where they are hidden by the body of the cube and we see that they form a figure a hexagon which could be taken out of the cube and placed on a plane it is a figure which will fill a plane by equal repetitions of itself the plane being representing this construction in his plane would take three squares to represent the cube let us suppose that he takes the ij axis in his space and k represents the axis running out of his space figure sixty eight in each of the three squares shown here as drawn separately he could select the points given by the rule and he would then have to try to discover the figure determined by the three lines drawn the line from two one zero to one two zero is given in the figure but the line from two zero one to one zero two or gk is not given he can determine gk by making another set of drawings and discovering in them what the relation between these two extremities is let him draw the I and K axes in his plane, figure 69. The J axis then runs out, and he has the accompanying figure. In the first of these three squares, figure 69, he can pick out, by the rule, the two points two zero one one zero two G and K. Here they occur in one plane, and he can measure the distance between them in his first representation they occurred g and k in separate figures thus the plane being would find that the ends of each of the lines was distant by the diagonal of a unit square from the corresponding end of the last and he could then place the three lines in their right relative position joining them he would have the figure of a hexagon we may also notice that the plane being could make a representation of the whole cube simultaneously the three squares shown in perspective in figure seventy all lie in one plane and on these the plane being could pick out any selection of points just as well as on three separate squares he would obtain a hexagon by joining the points marked this hexagon as drawn is of the right shape but it would not be so if actual squares were used instead of perspective because the relation between the separate squares as they lie in the plane figure is not their real relation the figure however as thus constructed would give him an idea of the correct figure and he could determine it accurately by remembering that distances in each square were correct but in passing from one square to another their distance in the third dimension had to be taken into account coming now to the figure made by selecting according to our rule from the whole mass of points given by four axes and four positions in each we must first draw a catalogue figure in which the whole assemblage is shown we can represent this assemblage of points by four solid figures the first giving all those positions which are at a distance zero from our space in the fourth dimension the second showing all those that are at a distance one and so on these figures will each be cubes the first two are drawn showing the front faces the second two the rear faces we will mark the points zero one two three putting points at those distances along each of these axes and suppose all the points thus determined to be contained in solid models of which our drawings in Figure seventy one are representatives here we notice that as on the plane zero i meant the whole line from which the distances in the i direction were measured and as in space zero i means the whole plane from which distances in the i direction are measured so now zero h means the whole space in which the first cube stands measuring away from that space by a distance of one we come to the second cube represented end of section seventeen